the Beach Boys are three years away from their fiftieth, uh, from their sixtieth anniversary. I cannot believe this. I feel like I just went to go see their fiftieth anniversary show. Uh, now the Beach Boys tour all the time. It's Mike Love. I think sometimes it's Al Jardine with Mike Love. But the difference is it's it's Brian Wilson. The 50th anniversary was a big deal because it was Brian Wilson together with Mike Love and the whole the whole crew was was there. That's what was so great. The the group that tours us the Beach Boys now is just Mike Love's uh group. I will say this and people get so angry we're like, "Oh, you know, you know, I've seen both iterations and they're both phenomenal." I would pay up just as much to see, you know, Mike Love sans Brian Wilson as I would them together because it's still just a great show. There's still wonderful songs. There's still incredibly talented people on that stage. I saw Mike Love and the beat. When was it last summer? Not this past summer, but the summer before they were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. But Mike Love got criticized a whole bunch because back in 2012, they announced a bunch of 50th anniversary shows where Brian would be a part of it. And it ended at a certain point and he extended it. He extended just his group without Brian Wilson to keep going. And Brian Wilson was like, hey, I'd like to keep playing shows. And Mike was like, yeah, not interested. Thanks. <laughs> and you're probably like, oh, I wonder why it's so cold. Well, because the money split is different. I'm sure that when Brian is there, he because Brian could sell out shows on his own. He goes out and tours on his own. He's going to go tour with the zombies, right? That's that's going on still, right? I don't even think that's done yet. I think that's just starting. Isn't there a show at the city like uh, coming up or just passed or something? It was something. Some, something sometime soon. It might have just passed if it didn't. Uh, yeah, because they're still on tour. No, it's coming up. Beacon Theater, September 26th. Brian Wilson with the zombies. Good show. Looks like it's going to be a good show. So Brian doesn't need to tour under the Beach Boy name. He could tour on his own. So when he goes with the Beach Boy name, you know, he's getting a huge cut of that money. When he's not going with the Beach Boys, Mike Love probably gets to keep a majority of that money. So, you know, let alone the fact that Mike Love probably can pick the set list and have total control over it and so on and so forth. So when Brian came out and was like, hey, I would I'd like to keep it going. And Mike was like, I already got dates on the books. No, thanks. He caught a lot of flack for that. But now he's saying that he would definitely be open to a 60th anniversary. Although he feels that it would depend on the health of Wilson, who recently postponed a whole bunch of his solo shows to address some mental health issues. We talked about that. He postponed a whole bunch of these uh, dates with the zombies and uh, pre-zombies to kind of get himself together. Uh, According to this article at WEHM.com, he says, and I quote here, if the opportunity presented itself and people were in good health and in a good frame of mind, then, of course, there's no prohibition uh, about doing anything. You know, as long as you have your health and ability to do what you know, what you're known to have done. He says, if Brian is able to, then, of course, I hate to see him in bad shape because he's my first cousin and we did such great stuff together. Uh, Mike's concerns don't extend Mike's concerns about Brian don't extend to Jardine whom he says is quote probably ready to go (laughs) love suggests that Jardine's son Matt could have a role in the Beach Boys reunion track pointing out that he sings the high parts that Brian used to sing yeah Brian doesn't sing a whole bunch trying to think when I went back when I saw them I think it was like Mohegan Sun or something back in 2012 
And it was interesting too because having talked to a bunch of people that were that, that are a part of the band, they kind of let Brian. They kind of they don't give Brian much to do up at the start of the show. He gets like a, you know a song or two or three sometimes, and then if he's feeling okay, he's doing good. He kind of get you know they go okay, and then and then he really kind of starts singing. But they put a really nice ensemble act together to fill in the gaps. Like you don't feel weird about seeing them. You're just it's it's a fun experience no matter what. Because again, the songs are so great. You know, the songs are so great and the band they put together is so good, you never feel like, you know, all oh, these guys can't pull it off anymore. Uh Brian Wilson with Al Jardine and Blondie uh, Chaplin with the zombies. They're running around September 6th. They're going to be over there at the uh, Beacon Theater in the city. And Mike Love and his iteration of the Beach Boys, Paramount and Huntington, October 20th. Make sure you guys check out the morning show with Anthony vlog page up at WEHM.com. We take a portion of the show and put it up there in video form every single day. Lots of great stuff up there. Our interview with Jay Clemens. He was so good. I just really enjoyed that discussion. It was a seamless half hour talk, you know, just just wonderful. Uh, Robbie Robertson and the announcement of the last waltz tour with Warren Haynes and Lucas Nelson. We break that down. Lots of stuff on the new Neil Young and Crazy Horse album, including a breakdown on their album design. Noel Gallagher starting a petition to break up the Foo Fighters, the Freddie Mercury mustache milkshake and so much more all up on the morning show with Anthony vlog page. Check that out right now at WEHM.com. Crossroads Guitar Music Festival. Super excited about this show. I feel like the show that really gave birth to Gary Clark Jr., like that was his performance at that show just exploded him onto the scene. Of course, it's clapped in. There's been so many wonderful performances over the years, whether it be from B.B. Uh, King or, uh, you know, I mean, Bonnie Ritt, just countless amounts of just insane guitar. But Robbie Robertson has gone there and tore it up and killed it. Um, it's one of the best shows. September 20th and 21st, it's down in Dallas, Texas, uh, where the stars play at the American Airlines Center. Uh, this year's lineup is phenomenal. Uh, Bonnie Raitt, Billy Gibbons, Buddy Guy, Citizen Cope. Clapton himself is going to perform both nights. Gary Clark Jr. is going back, which I love because, you know, he's just exploded and become huge, but doesn't forget where he came from. Uh, Jimmy Vaughn, Jeff Beck, Joe Walsh, John Mayer, Johnny Lang, Keb Moe, Los Lobos, Peter Frampton, Cheryl Crow, Robert Randolph, Robert Cray, Sonny Landreth, Tedeschi Trucks Band, I mean, the absolute best guitar players going right now. They're all going back to perform at the festival. It is completely sold out, but this was just announced. I'm happy to bring you the news. It'll be on pay-per-view, um, which feels so dated to me. Doesn't that just feel weird? to be? It's on pay-per-view. Like, it's not a boxing match. How many other music festivals are on pay-per-view? If I was the guitar, if I was the Crossroads Guitar Festival... I would tell them, just put it on YouTube for free. Sell sponsorships. You could probably, I would bet my house on the fact that, yeah, this is popular. And I know if you're into Eric Clapton and you're into music, you're, you know, you listen to EHM, that's your thing. But let's be honest with what really drives traffic and numbers, paying $40 to watch this on pay-per-view. 
I don't think they're going to make as much money as if they went to their sponsors and were like, we're going to put this on social media and uh, you're going to get all the exposure to go along with it. Similar to what Bonnaroo does and Coachella and Lollapalooza. You can watch all those things for free. You just, you know, they're sponsors attached. I feel like they could have made a lot more money with sponsorships and putting it out there for free than going the um, pay-per-view route. Who really orders paper? I mean, unless it's like the huge boxing match or the wrestling match. I mean, when was the last time you actually ordered a pay-per-view for something outside of those two things that you were, you know, unless you're super into them? Almost never. $39.99, by the way, per night. So if you wanted to watch both nights, you're talking about 80 bucks. I still might do it. <laughs> Despite my critique, I still might do it. I do like watching from the comfort of my own home. Um, $39.99 a night. It starts 8 o'clock on Friday the 20th and starts 7 o'clock on Saturday, September 21st. I know a lot of uh, venues, uh, bars, restaurants, they're actually going to be, uh, I, you know, in this article here, it talks about the amount of restaurants and music venues that are going to be buying it and broadcasting it as well. All the proceeds from the uh, festival will benefit the Crossroads Center Antigua, uh, Antigua or Antigua? What do you say? Uh, addiction treatment without distraction. Uh, so it's always for a great cause. That's what Clapton is raising it for. Again, I love it. I love the whole thing. I just, I can't help but feel if they would have went sponsorship route and put it on YouTube, you probably would have would have raised more money. You probably would have raised more money for it. I just stumbled upon this uh, podcast. And uh, it's funny because we talked about this with Jake Clemens perspective in that Jake Clemens interview. We talked about how, you know, as he was growing up and Clarence was his uncle, he was like, I, he's like, I don't know. I just thought everybody's uncle was famous and on the radio. Like he didn't know that was his perspective growing up. Uncle Clarence is on the radio, you know, every Christmas time talks about the saxophone with Bruce. That was just his norm growing up as a kid. That's just what he knew. So when I was like a little kid, you know, I was into wrestling like a lot of little kids were. And uh, I watched wrestling and I thought, oh, this is like the it was the biggest thing in my life as a seven year old was wrestling. Right. Uh, I just stumbled upon this podcast, which like reviews old school wrestling. And they actually give you like the stats for what wrestling was doing. And like back in the day, I don't know, in one of the heights of wrestling. I mean, I feel like wrestling is more popular now. But in one of the heights of the wrestling, the most pay-per-view orders they would get was like a hundred thousand. Like that was it. Like I mean, and those are those are hugely successful numbers. Like you think about when you were a kid, what you were into. You just think everybody's into this. I just thought everybody watched. You know, when I went into the school the next day, we all talked about the wrestling thing. I'm like, everybody's watching the hundred thousand out of three hundred million people. And that's the wrestling, which is a you know a pay per view mainstay. How many people are real realistically going to be ordering this? Twenty thousand, ten thousand. I can't imagine it being a lot. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I just compared wrestling to the Crossroads Music Festival. I feel a little weird about it too. You better believe it.